Support for this broadcast and the following message are brought to you by Inopportune Construction. Are you waiting to do something all day long only to find out that the people next door are still doing construction on whatever the heck it is they're building? Well, then you need Inopportune Construction. Or actually, you probably already have it. Inopportune Construction is the thing that ruins your day. Want to take a nap because you're not doing anything? Inopportune Construction will wake you up. Want to record something because you have the time to right now? At Opportune Construction, we'll make sure it's as loud as possible outside, but then also have one guy when it gets in a dead zone and he's banging a hammer away on something and you don't know where he is, so you can't really locate it and tell it to shut up. At Opportune Construction, it's free. From WBED in Atlanta, this is The Application, the only podcast where the host sits around and begs for a job. On today's episode, we're going to talk about how I do my interviews. I just sat down with somebody and had an interview uh, that was for a web, for the website and uh, C++ Comedy, and we're going to definitely go over that. Plus, Georgia's elections are going national, and it is crazy. This isn't the first time, and it most assuredly will not be the last. So, why don't you do the following things? Okay, get a pen, get a paper, sit, take, take notes, sit back, relax, pump up the volume, because this is The Application. Welcome back to The Application. I'm your host, Chad White, and if you didn't know, this is the only podcast where me, the host, Chad White... <laughs> sits around and uh, begs for a job from WABE. There's not much going on right now. And uh, I got to be honest, I just had an interview with a comedian. First one in a while. The first one in in months uh, that I'm actually going to release. Because there's one that I had a, a long, not a long time ago, maybe a little bit before, a little bit over summer. And it was just not uh, to the standards that I needed it to be. There's also, that's only a, a happened one other time. And I still have both of those uh, interviews. Uh, but then I also got back Brian Babylon's interview from, uh, he's uh, he has a new album out called Babylon Z or something like that. It's a Dragon Ball Z reference, obviously. And I have that. So, so, but he only gave me one word, uh, not one word, but like two or three sentence answers. So that's what I have to, I have to deal with right now. But anyway, let's move on to, uh, to what, so what I did. So I spoke with, uh, Ryan Singer, not Brian, Ryan Singer, who's a comedian. He has an album out. It's a brand new album and it's called free love. And it's basically him just, just preaching. I want to say preaching the gospel, but it's not really that it's preaching the good word of just being nice to people, but it's in comedy form and it's actually just through story. So he's not really saying, Hey, be nice to people. He's just telling uh, jokes and long diatribes about why you should be nice to people. He's a, he's a long winded guy. And I mean that in the best uh, ways he gave, we, I maybe asked five questions and he gave me some nice answers and we talked for about 24 minutes, <laughs> but uh, he was, he did a really good job at the, at the speaking. But what I want to do is I want to go over how I, uh, because I think this is going to be uh, not an issue in the future, but a, uh, uh, this is how, this is how W A B E will see me work in the future. Uh, so generally what I do is if I know I'm going to talk to somebody, then I will look over their body of work. Uh, not, you know, not the entire thing, just, you know, uh, cursory glances here and there, and then just see the thing, the thing that's most pertinent. So like for him, I was uh, looking at, for most of these comics, it's an album, uh, for the Sklar brothers, it was a documentary movie for, 
Uh, ooh, oh boy. I don't know if I've ever looked at a TV show. Oh, for Nick Dodani, uh, he was on the Netflix show Atypical. It was Atypical. It was a TV show Atypical. Uh, so when I didn't even, I didn't even get a premium, a premium. I didn't get a premiere of that or anything. Uh, for Emma Willman, she was promoting, I believe it was an album, but she also had a serious XM. She has a serious XM show, so. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, so, so what I do is I'll take the new thing, I'll look at the old stuff, and I'll see how it compares. Um, and I'll just and, and I'll and I'll not like write no. I do write notes for the interviews for this one for this particular one. I did not because it was so quick and <laughs> and like it just happened within the last uh, couple of days. And I just thought, eh, why not? Why not wing it? <laughs> see see what happens. And it went and went really well. So that's really good. Uh, the I've winged it maybe two other two one or two other times. Uh, one time it was bad. The other time it was really really good. So. I'm like, I'm like uh, two, uh, two for three. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so uh, so I'll get the I'll get the I'll get whatever the new thing is. I try to have a copy of the project for in the case of Emma Willman, uh, who is now on Crazy Ex Girlfriend as uh, one of the characters' uh, girlfriends. She's a fantastic actress, but she, I mean, fantastic comedian. Um, uh, but. I, for her, I did not have access to Sirius XM and, you know, the, the PR people who, and this is the PR people are the ones who reach out to me. So they're not able to just say, Hey, <laughs> here's, here's an episode of the show. Cause and also it hadn't even aired yet, but, uh, that was, cause that's not how it's supposed to happen. That's not, uh, it's going to happen with the Sirius XM show in particular, but if it's a podcast, then, you know, I'll, I'll take a listen to it. Uh, if it's, uh, for this, oh boy, I didn't, I didn't interview Emma the second time, but she did have, there was a, she was a part of a Netflix stand up comedy special called the comedy lineup, the second season, I believe. And, uh, which was actually shot here in Atlanta and she, and I, uh, I got access to Netflix's uh, media center, uh, for that to just to watch that. So, uh, if I, if I were to speak with her at that point, then that's what I would have, you know, that's how I would have watched it and then talked to her about it. But in that case, I just watched it early and then I said, okay, fun. <laughs> so, uh, I also watched Max Silvestri's cause I, I know him and I, I don't know him personally, but I know of the, his comedy. I know a bunch of those people. So anyway, uh, so, uh, so I'll get, I'll, I'll have the thing and I'll sit down and I'll write down a bunch of notes. Uh, in particular. So I'll just say, and, and I, what I try to stray away from is how did you get started in comedy? Because comedian people hate that. Uh, people, <laughs> I think it's, and I think it, I found it's mostly comedians. Like they just, like some people just, they'll go over as, as soon as possible. Like, ah, well, okay, well, I started comedy and blah, blah, blah. And blah, blah, tell me this. Uh, a lot of people are just happy to tell, talk about it, but, uh, I try not to be as, I noticed that there's a lot of younger, I read a lot of interviews, uh, for, <laughs> I was just hit the mic. I just read a lot. Of, I read a lot of interviews for people, and and I think you know the more professional ones, the ones that are done really well. Like uh, I think Isaac, Hay, not Isaac Hayes. I think that might be his name. Isaac Causal. Isaac Causal for what is it? What used to be Split Sider, what is now Vulture Comedy. He does a really good job with his interviews. Like in particular, really fantastic job. And then uh, AV Club. Their their people do really good interviews. But then you know you'll see a site that's kind of like in the same vein as My C Plus Comedy, and it'll just be some kid who's exactly who like is basically my age, uh, or sometimes they're adults, and they're just they're 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 asking these uh, giddy questions, and I don't want to be. Again, this is a big issue with me. I don't want to be pigeonholed into one area. I don't want to be. I don't. I want to be considered, you know, one of the one of the best 
versus like I want to I want this person to come away from this conversation and going, oh, my God, that was a really good conversation. I want them to say, like, when I ask a question, I want them to go, oh, that was a really good question, which hatchet, which which happens almost every single interview. So uh, that's that's how I that's how I tackle my stuff for that. Uh, so for for Ryan in particular, like I said, I didn't have I didn't have uh, the exact notes I, I I wanted. I usually have, but uh, for him, I knew what I wanted to ask because I was listening to the album. I was listening to it earlier today, and uh, he has he's what he's good in particular at. And I'll just I'll just brag on him for a second. What he's good in particular uh, is he's able to uh, just take these. He has like long, long jokes. If you if you look at the album, uh, each track length is maybe four minutes long, and it's just one long idea. <laughs> Except there's one, there's one or two that are fifteen and twelve minutes long. But he just he just talks, and it's kind of like uh, I was gonna say state of mind earlier, but this is I didn't ask him this, but uh, it's like. Um, a stream of consciousness. That's what it is. Oh, if I remembered that during the conversation, I'd still be on the phone. We'd be talking right now. Uh, so, but it's it's very much like stream of consciousness. Consciousness. He is able to hop from one idea to the next, and uh, that's what he's particularly really good at, especially within conversation itself. Uh, and then also for let's see for. I don't know Jermaine Fowler. Jermaine Fowler. I ta- I spoke to him when. Uh, Superior Donuts was just about to come on CBS, and if you if you that's a very candid a, a, a interview. We talked for 24 minutes. It was one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. It still is, and it's been like two years. Uh, and because he he just basically laid it all out there. He was he talked about how CBS didn't have uh, a black black leading shows or actually people of color leading shows, and he was and like he was like one of the first new ones, and and he was so hyped for that show, and I. Watched it because of him. Uh, it's it, because of the way he spoke about it. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. So, so but for him, I have actually. You know, I could I could probably open up because I still have the uh, the notes that I I keep for comedians. I think at some point, <laughs> you know, someone's gonna be interested in saying like, you know, when I die at, at age uh, thirty two. Uh, you know, one year away from the Jesus year, he's someone's gonna say, "Oh, let's take a look at what he has in here." It is a Google Drive account, and it's just all all interviews from C plus comedy over the past four years. Because in the first year, I did not. Interestingly enough, this is not interesting at all. <laughs> I did not uh, have any uh, interviews that first year. Then, like the the first year happened, and I was doing C plus comedy was news like strictly fake news articles, and then like it it turned into real news articles. And then uh, eventually, I just I just started doing real news articles because I thought, yeah, why not? Uh, and and we and uh, what I did was I'm sorry, I'm looking for I don't have it. Uh, anyway, I have, an, I have a different one, uh, but. We, uh, but somebody reached out to me, a PR person reached out to me and said, Hey, this comedian, Jeff Tate has a new, was it Jeff Tate? Who was my first one? No, it was, uh, oh my gosh, Dan St. Germain. Dan St. Germain was my first interview ever. And uh, they said, Hey, Dan St. Germain has this new album coming out. You want to check it out early? And I was like, yeah, you want to interview me? I was like, yeah. And I said, I, I listened to the, I was so happy. I was just listening to the album. I was like, this is great. And then, and then I talked to, uh, Dan, you know, a couple of weeks later and, uh, and you know, I, Oh boy, I should actually look up his, uh, his stuff because, you know, I feel bad for the people I spoke to within that first year because it, that was like, and then that was like 2016. So I, I feel really bad for the people, for the people I spoke to in the first year, because it, it was just me. No, 2014 is what the file says. Oh my God, I've been doing this show for way too long. Um, uh, so, so the, <laughs> 
So the first question, this is really embarrassing. How's it going with comedy and whatnot? And then he gave me, you know, it was just, it was just a, so basically the interview went on from there. Uh, and, uh, it's, it, it just wasn't good. Uh, but then you can jump to somebody like the Diallo Riddle interview, which I just pulled up. I have the notes and everything. And the Diallo Riddle interview is one is definitely one of the best. And I did that in 2017. Uh, that is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, just, you know, a few scant months before I left NBC, but I remember doing that one specifically because I was having car issues. I have a, I have a volt, uh, 2013 volt and, and my Chevy volt. And, uh, there's something wrong with my battery. Like there's like a uh, air, air bubbles in the, um, uh, they had, there's a, the battery, the, the hybrid battery has uh coolant in it and there was air bubbles in the, in the coolant. And so I had to keep taking it into Chevy. I kept taking it in like over the course of like a month and a half and they kept, and they gave me like an S not an S yeah, an Escalade to drive. And then they gave me a, a Chevy truck, a giant Chevy truck. And I was sitting and that was a point when I had, I was sitting in the back of the Chevy truck when I was at NBC. Uh, and it was like, it was like maybe seven or eight o'clock at night and it was very hot outside <laughs> during the winter time. <laughs> And I was, and I sat there and, uh, I had to take my shirt off cause it was so hot and I couldn't turn the car on or else my phone would connect to the Bluetooth. And then, uh, and also the truck's engine would just be noise in the background. So I had to sit in the quiet, uh, and, and I was, and I was interviewing Diallo Riddle and just know if you ever read that interview, it's just me sweating in the back of a truck. And so, and so, and so like, I think I mentioned this earlier, what I do is I have my notes and then I'll, and I start the conversation, uh, basically like, Hey, how are you doing? Like I, you know, I, I genuinely hate that in real life, but I'll go, Hey, how are you doing? Cause we're on the phone and this is the first time we're meeting. Uh, and then we talk, uh, and Ryan and Ryan Singer's case, he and I talked about the current news. First of all, we talked about Michael, Hurricane Michael. And then we talked about the current news. We talked about Kanye meeting with uh, Trump and that, and so and then that and we just jumped in the conversation from there and that's what I love uh, and then for Diallo uh, I don't remember I have the raw audio like I keep the raw audio for everybody which is because uh, it's illegal to record people in Georgia and so I can't really put these out but I can put out little snippets <laughs> Uh, so for Diallo, I believe we start just, we start, you know, shooting hoops. We start talking and then I go, Hey, you've apparently been in my life via TV for years and years now. I didn't know you're on chocolate news, a chocolate news writer. And I love chocolate news. And we just talked about chocolate news and it was so good. <laughs> so, uh, and he talked about David Allen Greer and it's just wonderful. Uh, so yeah, so. Uh, and then, so for Diallo and his case, for the notes I had, uh, I know I did, I'd read a whole bunch of stuff on him. So what I learned is like, I, I and all it is, is just a Google doc that says Diallo riddle interview at the top, uh, not even special. It's, it's, it's all plain text. And then I write under there, uh, side gig is a DJ side gig is a DJ. Whereas most people are standups. That's their side gigs. Uh, so good. He has residencies at six different places. Marlon Wayne. I just, uh, and it's, and it's just notes. There's no, there's no questions. Um, you know, I'll, I'll write, except for there's one question on here. I'm not going to lie. It says, uh, what's it like riding with someone like Bashir and the Bashir is his riding partner and they have a show coming out on IFC called soul train. And each episode takes a look at a different decade and a different music and stuff like that. So anyways, uh, uh, and yeah, so in the middle, in the middle of this is chocolate news writer, exclamation point, late night writer, exclamation point, writer on the last OG exclamation point. And at last OG is a terrific show starring Tracy Morgan, Ryan Gall, Tiffany Haddish, uh, on over there on uh, TBS, wonderful show. Check it out. And Diallo is writing on that, and he and and he's. I think he helped create it. I'm not sure. It's a Jordan Peele joint. Uh, so anyway, 
yeah, wonderful. Actually, I don't think he helped create. I think he just helped write it. I don't know what I'm saying anymore, but that's how I do it. That's how I set up my interviews. I go in there with the, the scantest amount of notes, just an idea of what I want to say, and I try to make it a conversation. Uh, and I and yesterday I mentioned the people I want to try to emulate for podcast hosts or we, that WABE uh, and I and other people who are hosting podcasts should try to emulate. And I mentioned Pete Holmes. Uh, he's definitely one of the, one of my favorites. I'm not gonna say the best because everybody has a different taste, but one of the, one of my favorites because he's able to just hop into a conversation and uh, and doing so much. I just got a text about a seating chart at a wedding. So <laughs> I need to get a date. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's definitely how I want to do it. And I think uh, everything uh, should work out in that favor. So uh, moving on. Now, I uh, I just I haven't I haven't really I wrote down this idea and I didn't know I was going to talk for 15 minutes about my process on how to on how to do uh, interviews. <laughs> how I do interviews. Uh, uh, but anyway, there's something interesting going on. The, which always, I think always happens, you know, every single, every two years or something like that. But the Georgia elections have again, made it to national news. Uh, you know, Brian Kemp or Matt Kemp, I don't know his name. Kemp, (laughs) Kemp, uh, is, uh, is basically, uh, what I've read yesterday is that he's trying that he's like, there's like 70, 73,000 people that aren't able to vote because, uh, of the, I don't even know. I don't want to, cause I want to say anything that'll ruin it. Um, but let's see camp Georgia voters. I'll just, type, I'll just, I'll just, uh, put that, uh, let's see. Uh, I think it's Brian Kemp. He's a uh, block voter registrations in Georgia. There we go. That's it. And this basically voter suppression and everybody's talking about it. I've seen on Vox, uh, CNN, the daily show did something about it last night. Uh, I'm sure, you know, Colbert did something. I'm sure Samantha B did something. I don't know. I, I missed this week's episode. I don't even know if she's on right now, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, but yes, yeah, 70% of the 53,000 applications are held uh, are from black Georgians. And so there's 53,000 applications that are being blocked right now. And, and, uh, and, you know, I, I don't want to get into it, but I think that something that big, uh, and going into the, and it's going into, I don't want to say cultural zeitgeist, but it's going into the new zeitgeist at the, if you would say that. And, uh, and it's, I, it's, it's, it's incredible how, how something so negative can really pull people together. Uh, especially, you know, Taylor Swift, she's one of my, if you, if you talk to me for more than five minutes, I guarantee I will bring up Taylor. <laughs> like It's not the first thing I bring up, but it's definitely, it's like the Simpsons and then Taylor. <laughs> you talk to me for two minutes, it's the Simpsons. <laughs> talk to me for three minutes, it's Happy Endings, the TV show that was canceled by ABC. Wonderful show. Check it out. It's on Hulu <laughs> and I'll let you borrow the DVDs. <laughs> I'll let you borrow the Blu-ray. Uh, it just came on Blu-ray. <laughs> and then, and then at five minutes, it's Taylor Swift. <laughs> At 11 minutes, it's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> all jokes, all jokes, guys. Uh, anyway, so it's, uh, it's very interesting to, to have, uh, to, to see, to see these elections appear in the, in these national, uh, conversations and, uh, and, and, and see how, and see what it does and see if it, it can actually change perception, perceptions. Um, I don't know when early voting is, but uh, election day is just a couple weeks away and I assume early voting can start, is going to start next week. If I believe I think, I think that's what I read on vote.org, but Taylor Swift brought in a lot of voters. And if, and if someone like that can do that, and if a story like this happens, then something big should happen. Brian Kemp, you, 
you person. I can't make it. I can't say anything. I, but I will say that this is this a negative thing. <laughs> I'm trying to get this job. <laughs> yeah, and on NPR, noticed you can't you can't be for or against uh, explicitly for or against unless I don't know. It's there's weird rules for public radio, <laughs> for public radio. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's that's all I got for today. Uh, I got a friend coming into town, and we're gonna hang out, and it's gonna be a wonderful. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm also recording this very late in the day. I don't know why my voice quivered there. I'm also recording this very late in the day. I did it again, very very late. I also saw A Star Is Born, a wonderful film. I think I enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, tickets cost too much money. <laughs> Eleven dollars is too much money. I used to. I went to when I was when I lived in the suburbs. Uh, which is only just a few months ago. I, I, uh, for, for basically buying, uh, I used to, I used to go to this, uh, one movie theater that at most tickets were $9 and it is just, uh, oh, the greatest thing in the world. You go during the day before a four o'clock showing, but it, you go at 11 o'clock, it's five bucks. You go at 12 o'clock, it's like seven or six or seven, something like that. And I just love that theater so much and anytime if I'm ever near <laughs> if I'm ever near that the city I mean the, the suburbs I always go to that theater you know I, I enjoy AMC but I just don't like the spectacle I don't like being near people I can go to this other theater I could watch a brand spanking new movie I could sit in a in a movie theater all by myself when I was in college I uh, used to like in between me working the five jobs and going to class and dating and hanging out with my friends I used to uh, have, I remember one time, specifically one time, uh, that I had like a three-hour block where I wasn't working, I wasn't doing anything, and I went to go pick up my check from, uh, or change, or pick up my schedule, rather, from, uh, I used to work at a, the restaurant Taco Mac in Chattanooga downtown, and so I went, I left campus, and I went to uh, to the Taco Mac, and and then uh, the, the general, the manager at that time, general manager at that time was like, uh, no, we're, we're, we're in a meeting. Come back in about two hours. I was like, all right, I'm going to see a movie. And he's like, what? And I just left. I ran out the door and I left and I watched the movie, came back and they were like, Oh, how's the movie? I was like, it was great. I've seen so many movies, especially alone during the day on like a Wednesday. It is the greatest thing. That's the only thing. I, that's the only good thing I can say about, uh, not having a, like a, a not to say a real, yeah, a real job. Um, and, you know, some people might say, don't spend your money and if you don't, but, you know, you know, everybody has their vices. I like to, I want to see a movie for $5 during the day on a Thursday, a Thursday morning at 10 a.m., but I'm going to do it. Uh, but I haven't done that in a long time. I will not a long time. I haven't done that in a couple of months because uh, I've been trying to get this money, baby. <laughs> what if I was that kind of person? And I just spoke like that. Uh, anyway, this is great. I uh, really die. Look, we got through another day tomorrow. Hopefully we'll get through another week <laughs> of this podcast. I got another idea. Don't worry. Don't worry about me, baby. I'm going to keep doing it. I don't know who this is, but I don't like the way he sounds. Uh, so, hey, thanks for listening. If you like this, why don't you head on over to cpluscomedy.com where I've got uh, the app, where this podcast lives, the application. And then uh, there's the constitutionals that lives over there. It's a half hour audio diary. And there's a video component, too, that lives on youtube.com slash cpluscomedy. That's also where you can get news time, which is like last week tonight in the Daily Show, but it's less funny. Uh, and then you can also check out my interviews with Ryan Singer coming out hopefully next week. And then Brian Babylon, which is going up directly after this. 
And you can also check out my portfolio, chadcy.wordpress.com. Uh, that's where pretty much everything I've ever written is there, except for the scripts that I have that will not be posted on the internet because I don't want someone to steal them. Also, hey, if you're, uh, yeah, this is, this, is, this is official. If you are, if you live in Atlanta, Okay, so you have there's a lot of there's a lot of parameters for this one. If you live in Atlanta, and if you uh, know where Pont City Market is, uh, hi, I live down the street. Why don't you join me October twenty third? I will be pitching a movie. There's a group called the General Assembly. It's a, a business rather or a school called the General Assembly, and they have an office in the Pont City Market upstairs. It's a giant office. You can't miss it. It's on one of the corners. I think it's on the corner by, by the front entrance of Pont City Market. So, uh, so go there. Go upstairs. October twenty third. I think around six or seven p.m. Uh, we're, there's going to be a, a, a meeting of roll call assembly. No, a roll call, not assembly. General Assembly's name of the company. Roll call, and uh, it's a it's an Atlanta film pitch congregation. Uh, some some people are investors. Some people are creatives like you. And there's uh, three, four, or five people that get up there and they pitch their movies. This is the this is like the second time they've met, and I'm going to be one of the people pitching a movie. And it's a movie. I don't want to say what it's about. Oh, I don't want to say it's about. Uh, it's a college-based movie. It's a comedy, of course, because that's what I delve in. And it is a haunted film. It's a little spooky film. And it's very high concept. And hopefully somebody's there. You know, um, last time they did this. Uh, no, this is the third time they've done it because the first time I was broken up with on that day, uh, <laughs> that was in August. So <laughs> let's keep that in mind. I can get through one episode of the show with, with doing, without doing that. <laughs> I think I've done it before. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so it's a, it's a wonderful series. Uh, but the last time I went, which was last month, they had, uh, they there were there were a bunch of investors there, like actual people, and uh, you know, good good creatives. Uh, you know, and by investors, I mean people who are around uh, you know the same age as me. Uh, there's a, there's a director who's uh, who's I've seen her work before. They've meant, they talk about people like a lot of these people are networking. They have uh, they like they'll pitch their movie. Like you'll see you'll watch a slideshow essentially a PowerPoint slideshow, and then you'll see this is the w- longest ending in the world, and you'll see um, and you'll see uh, who the people who they already have locked. Some people have cast. Some people have crew. Some people already have behind the scenes folks. And there, there was one guy who had uh, a woman who worked for New Line or Regency, one of those productions uh, studios. And then also uh, he had a he had a guy that was uh, who worked for I don't know. He was another big person. But there were those were two big people, and I was like, whoa, that's really crazy. So anyway. Check it out. Uh, I will be pitching a movie. I actually have to. I've already written the script. I wrote the script a long, not a long time ago. <laughs> I finished it a couple of months ago, and I've just been rereading it and and tightening up jokes. And uh, although not fixing my spelling errors, there's a few. So anyway, check it out. <laughs> come come to Pont City Market. Remember, Pont City Market, October 23rd, I think around 6, 7 p.m., and you'll see me pitch a movie. You'll see me in real life. Anyway, uh, don't say hi to me. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Uh, so anyway, uh, let's recap. Roll call October 23rd, 6 p.m., 7 p.m. CplusCounter.com. Get into it. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, WABE. Please hire me, baby. Bye.